Another Way to Play, episode 138. I just sat there all day, just, you know, telling girls about my leggings and giving them discount codes. And then they started to sell. And then I started a brand ambassador program before everybody else started doing it. And it just kind of, it took off. And I was selling hundreds of articles of clothing from my house and it was so cool. This is Javonna Silvestri, creator of Confused Girl. And if you want to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to Another Way to Play with my good friend, Hans Struzina. Welcome to Another Way to Play. I'm your host, Hans Struzina, Olympic athlete turned top producing Bay Area realtor. I believe that your success or failure is determined by your ability to compete and win when it comes to your mindset. Twice a week, I talk with other high performers to share the lessons and inspiration that allowed them to blow the roof off their success. So get ready to have some fun, be inspired, and most importantly, learn the skills you need to win in your own life. This is Another Way to Play. I am your host, Hans Strazina, and today we have a real treat coming to you from San Luis Obispo, California. It's Giovanna Silvestri. She's a travel blogger and founder of the unique yoga wear brand called Confused Girl in the City. As an influencer, she's also worked with some massive brands, which you might know, uh, Audi being one, uh, T-Mobile, Vitamin Water, Coca-Cola, you name it. She's also been featured in Forbes and some pretty uh, cool other high-level publications for the work she's doing. And she's also writing a book, which is probably coming out later next year, which we talk about in this episode. Aside from all of that, we are going to cover her story of how she started out in the TV industry in LA and transitioned into this uh, travel blogging and influencing space, uh, as well as obviously how she got the idea for uh, crystal printed yoga clothing and how she turned that from uh, selling one or two pairs at a a swap meet or flea market into a very successful niche brand. She also has traveled all over the world and lived in multiple different cities. And we cover all of the how, the why, the what, you name it, it's in there. And uh, she also talks about her book and what you can learn in it and uh, and that whole process of actually writing a book and getting it published as well. So if you get some value out of this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review because it really helps the algorithm. And if the algorithm loves it, so do I. Um, But in all seriousness, I really appreciate the feedback. It helps me grow, get uh, continue to get better on the show and provide you guys more value. So thanks in advance for that. And I appreciate y'all who've taken a couple of minutes to do it so far. And without any further ado, let's just get into it. So this is my recording with Giovanna Silvestri. Giovanna, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you. I am very happy to be here. Well, let's dive right in. Um, you've got the Forbes article that just came out recently, uh, and then you know, you've got the brand of Confused Girl. Why don't you give us a, a, a high-level overview of what you've got going on today? Because it seems like a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay, can I can I like take you back into time and yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay, so um, hi everyone. I'm Giovanna Silvestri, and um, I grew up in San Luis Obispo, California. 
And I went to USC, graduated from there. Then I thought it would be a brilliant idea to work in the film industry because that's what you do when you're in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a really cool job in my early 20s. I was uh, Kenneth Branagh's assistant when he directed Thor. Wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that was, I thought I was very, trust me, I thought I was really cool too. <laughs> I have this great story of, I met Anthony Hopkins at Kenneth Branagh's birthday party. And I have this great story of, you know, I'm on set and he's like in full costume as Thor's dad, right? And he's walking past me and he's like, oh, well, Giovanna, how are you? And I was like, all, you know what I mean? Shocked and yeah, yeah. just, I'm like, oh my God, Anthony Hopkins is talking to me. And he remembered my name. And the president of Marvel was standing on the side, like, why is Anthony talking to this girl? Like, <laughs> but he was so kind and nice. So that's one of my highlights from the film industry. I feel like um, that's, uh, that's like one of those cliche kind of uh, movies where the, where someone's the assistant and then they get noticed and then they get going. And like, that's the beginning of the movie. Right. So you, yeah, but it exactly. sounds like you didn't, you didn't have your like launch into film in that moment. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I did. Oh uh, no. I mean, it was a great start. You know, um, I definitely built up some thick skin from the film industry, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't really where my heart was. And in my late twenties, I kind of, I realized that, which is a bit devastating when you've spent so many years working like 14, 15 hour days. And then you decide it's not what you want to do. It's like a big, a big drop. <laughs> and, and why then like, okay, so the 14, 50 hour day thing, I think a lot of people can understand like that's enough burnout in and of itself. But if you're really into what it is you're doing, it probably didn't feel like a 14 to 15 hour day, but all of a sudden you were, you're not into it anymore. So, so unpack that for us for a second. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I really, now looking back, I understand, you know, I was all about like looking good and being cool and working in the film industry, especially in Los Angeles is like the cool thing to do. And I was, I mean, and I trust me, I did have a lot of fun. I mean, I went to amazing parties and I have great stories like the one I just shared and it, there was good parts to it too. I met, met some incredible people, but it just really wasn't where my heart was. It didn't really, it didn't fulfill me. It's not really what I wanted to be doing. And so I was just kind of doing it to, to look good, which, yeah, which I think a lot of people find themselves in like the guys, like, I want to be like Wolf of Wall Street, or I want to be, you know, whatever it is. And then you get into it and you're like, oh my God, I'm just unhappy. This is not fulfilling me. How do you define that difference between like unhappy and you're just in a heart, it's like hard, you know, like we all have things that are hard that and challenges to overcome, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't push through. Right. So like, where did you draw that line for yourself? Well, I, I don't, I mean, like even in my business now, like I know there's like hard moments and you know, you just have to keep going because you have to have perseverance and kind of, you just kind of have to wait through things out as well. But I think if on a day-to-day -day basis, you're enjoying what you're doing and you feel pretty content in your life, then I think that's a good, 
um, that's, that's kind of showing you you're on the right track, but if you're just kind of doing things like it's very ego based and you're unhappy and, and miserable all the time, then that's a sign that you are not in the right space. It's not just like a moment of misery. It's like constant. And, and you're, so you found yourself in that sort of constant state of misery, as you put it. (laughs) It sounds terrible, actually, (laughs) but uh, but I think we can all sort of resonate with that. What did the, can you break that down just a bit further and say, like, what actually did that look like for you? Like, because a lot of people are going to say like, oh, boo, who you're working with, you know, all these movie stars, you're going to these parties. I'm sure it's so terrible. Right. But like, can you, what was that like internally for you? Well, I mean, as you know, there's also like a lot of weirdos and a lot of big egos that you have to navigate it within that industry. And I was just kind of sick and tired of it. And I didn't want to have to deal with it anymore. And, and it's, it it is kind of like a hierarchy in, in a way. And I just, I, it honestly, it just wasn't aligned with me anymore. It was great when I was younger, but like, it just didn't align anymore. And I knew it, but what the most depressing part about it was the fact that I had spent so much time in it. And it's like, now what, like, now what do I do? Because I've invested most of my twenties in this and I, what what else can I do? And I think that was the real, that's when I, I became depressed and I went into a depression because I just felt like I had wasted, you know, all that good energy of my 20s <laughs> into something I didn't, I no longer wanted to do. Interesting. So, um, by all counts, like most people would say like a film industry job or something kind of cool, like you work for the NFL or ESPN or what, you know, whatever your pick your poison on that one. And it sounds so glamorous. And then you came out the other side of it. Like I, I spent all this energy and now what, because you got so deep down that rabbit hole, I imagine that then you have to, or climb the mountain and now you have to descend and figure out what the next, next mountain is. And that is a daunting task in and of itself. And most people probably stick around, uh, in something they hate just to avoid that process. But it, um, sounds like you didn't do that based on what we're talking about today. So how did that, how did that decision, how did that sort of depression process go for you? So, what I realized is that I had spent all these years kind of like doing this also to look cool and to fit in and be cool and, you know, looking good kind of thing. And, but then it led to like a nowhere path because I was unhappy. So I realized what really matters is like doing something that makes, is aligned with who I am. And also, I just needed a different way to think. I couldn't be so ego driven. Like I, I it had to really be like, okay, what is in me to do? What would genuinely make me happy? And to be honest with you, like, who am I? I was like, who am I? <laughs> I, I didn't even know. So I was in this depression and, um, I was started, you know, to read lots of books, like self-help books. And I started to do yoga and meditation to get myself out of this funk. And then I started to blog about it. 
I had like a YouTube channel and it was called Confused Girl in the City. And I said, every week I was going to do something new that I had never done before in an attempt to try to figure out who I was. Interesting. Okay. What, what inspired you to do that? Um, what inspired me to do that? Well, just, just the desire to understand like who I was and what I liked and what I didn't like, because I kind of didn't know because I was doing everything just to look cool. I didn't really know who I was. And, and why, why sort of like blog about it and create a YouTube channel around it? Like, why not just sort of do it quietly, quietly. I guess? I don't know. Like, wh- <laughs> like why, why film it, you know? Well, because at the time I, I felt so alone and this is actually, uh, this is a bit, this is a while back, you know, we're talking maybe like eight years ago now. I mean, this was a while back before everybody sharing everything on Instagram and everything. And I felt very isolated. I felt like I was the only one. I didn't realize that there was other people out there that were feeling this way. So I wanted to be someone that could comfort like other people just by saying, Hey, I'm confused. If you're confused, what are you doing about it? Like, let's, let's try to figure this out kind of thing. And so I I started to do that and it was really uh, an amazing experience. I went, but my, my first week of doing new things, I went bungee jumping, which was, I'll never do that again. I didn't like that at all, but <laughs> it was like petrifying, but, um, I, yeah. And the, the, the thing is about it too, the bridge I jumped off was called the bridge to nowhere. And I was like, this is not good. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally jumping off a bridge to nowhere. Fantastic. I thought exactly. I was supposed to be finding myself here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, it was a great journey. And and I just kind of kept going with it. And I, I just kind of believed I, I was going to like really figure stuff out in the process. And this is going to sound so airy fairy California girl, but it's true. Um, I met this healer. And, uh, he does yeah. sound California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go with the airy fairy stuff. Um, he had this room full of crystals and he said, you know, Javon, I want you to pick two crystals that you really like. And I did, I brought them home and I just thought they were so beautiful. And I didn't really even know that much about crystals, but I was doing lots of yoga at the time. And yoga was the one thing that was kind of giving me peace of mind where I wouldn't obsess and overthink. It would just quiet me. And, um, and I just, I fell in love with it. And so I thought, oh my God, wouldn't it be cool to wear the image of these beautiful crystals, like on your yoga pants? So then what I started to do was take high resolution images of healing crystals and print them onto fabric and cut and sew. So then you're actually wearing the image of a crystal. I know Hansi wants some crystal inspired yoga pants. I know you're dying for some. I don't know if you've ever, well, I used, <laughs> used to wear tights a lot in my former athletic days, but I can't say that I ever wore official yoga pants. So yeah. I don't know how that, would, that whole thing would turn some. out. <laughs> I I'll, I'll tag you on the, on that photo online and we'll oh see God, what I happens there. But so w- w- this idea came to you and it was like, w- 
it just was something as, as simple as like, I should wear this. I should wear this yeah. image, basically. Well, because what I learned from, you know, researching crystals, every crystal has like a different intention and like healing ability, right? So they're kind of like energy packed. Um, not saying if you put a crystal on you, you're going to be cancer free or whatever, like let's not get crazy, but they do have, um, a powerful energy about them. And so I thought they were very intentional and I, and they're beautiful. So like wearing the image of them is almost like a kind of like a positive intention to go out with. And then on the inside of each pair of leggings, it says the name of the crystal it's inspired by and what the crystal helps with. So, you know, we have one that's called patience and abundance and simplicity. So just different intentions to have. And, and so you started just stitching together your own yoga gear here and, and wearing this and then uh, doing it for yourself? Did you have friends or a community around this at this point or, or did, did it just, was it just you? It was just me. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and then, so what I did was I made a little collection for myself. I, I had a manufacturer in Los Angeles and I made, I put together a collection and then I went to the different markets um, around Los Angeles and tried to sell them. And that was horrible and a big fail. I, I spent money at these markets, you know, just having a booth there and I'd sit there, you know, all day long and maybe sell one pair of leggings. If that, you know, it was pretty brutal. And so I'm like, okay, should I give up? What should I do? And I was working part-time jobs. Oh, actually one of the best part-time jobs I ever had was at, as an Uber brand ambassador. And I would stand up at a gas station eight hours a day, going up to people being like, Hey, you want to sign up to be an Uber driver? Because at the time LA needed Uber drivers and they were giving, if you signed up, you'd get 50 bucks and the driver would get 50 bucks. And then I would get 50 bucks. So that's how I started my business is by this, this gig. It, it was like really good income for a while. That's really great. Cause I, I actually signed up to be an Uber driver by one of those brand ambassadors at a gas really? station. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And I, when I was training in, in rowing, I, I got my little Uber thing on and between practices, I would drive people around sometimes to make a little bit of money. Uh, so I can relate to your story being on the other side of that one. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. awesome. So you were, you were the one, you're the <laughs> one trying to, to push Uber to into people's lives a little bit more. Yes. I, I love it. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> see, so you were basically doing some side hustles while you're, you know, not selling yoga pants at the, at the farmer's market or wherever you were at. Um, yeah. and, and probably not feeling particularly good about yourself. I imagine in that moment. And then yeah, definitely not feeling good about myself at all. What kept you from just <laughs> hanging it up and getting a, getting a quote unquote real job again? You know, because I really, I really like did not want a real, like I did not want a job. I, I feel very confined in offices, like a caged animal. Like I don't like a lot of people find it you know, like somewhere to go every day and people around. And I totally get that. And that's great. I wish I felt like that. It would be kind of an easier existence, I feel. But I just feel like I 
I just don't want to be told when I can go to lunch, when I can do this, when I can do that. I just, it's not in my being. Agreed. I'm with you on that one. So, so that was that the, the strong enough driver to keep you moving forward with, with selling yoga gear and, and all of that, or was there something else that kept you going? No, I mean, it was that. And also I really wanted to see if I could make this work. I mean, I really believed in it. Sure. Okay. So, so, so a combo of the two. Yeah. A combo of the two for sure. Absolutely. And, and so you're, you're not, you're selling a couple of pairs of pants here and there, uh, but it's not really, you're, you're, rent, you're, no. you're getting um, people um, signed up for Uber. And then at some point something changed. So, so what was that moment? So I realized um, that I could sit at home and go on Instagram and I could uh, message yoga girls from all over the world. And this is before anybody was doing this. You know what I mean? This was before spammy messages. And this is when Instagram really did give you access to like a lot, a lot of people. And so I just sat there all day, just, you know, telling girls about my leggings and giving them discount codes. And then they started to sell. And then I started a brand ambassador program before everybody else started doing it. And it just kind of, it took off. And I was selling hundreds of articles of clothing from my house. And it was so cool. One of my interns, she was in Munich, Germany. And she's like, I just saw a girl bike by in your leggings. And I was like, hell yeah. Like it was, and then uh, another cool moment is when I was in, I was driving through Venice beach and I was having like like moments of like self-doubt. And I was actually talking to my friend about it. And then I saw a girl walk by in my leggings and, and I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm, I'm doing okay. You know what I mean? Cause they were like, ev- like everywhere. Yeah. Was this sort of like the cliche entrepreneur out of the bedroom thing where you were literally having stuff sent to your house and you were sending it out then yourself? Like you're well, not, it was, it was the cliche. I'm driving to the middle of nowhere like Montebello, you know, which is like an hour outside of Los Angeles, filling my car up with leggings after they've (laughs) just been sewn together, taking it to my house and shipping them. Oh my gosh. So yeah, you were, you were doing literally all of it. Yeah, I was doing all of it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, And then, so you start to get some traction, but, but you sounds like you still had some of that doubt as to whether this was going to be a thing. How did that, um, Yeah, because where, where did, where did something change in there for you? Well, it's just, it's really, when you're such, when you're a little guy like me, it's hard to keep up with all of these huge monsters. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these companies, they're making their stuff in bulk and China for like <laughs> pennies on the dollar. And then they're putting millions of dollars into Instagram or uh, Facebook ads and Google ads and selling it for $20. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it was, I mean, it's still difficult for me to keep up, but I have a very, I have a very niche clientele. And um, so it's still, it still goes, but it kind of got me thinking, okay, I need to start looking into other avenues of, making income. And, um, honestly, I just didn't want to live in Los Angeles anymore either. Is that when you started to travel and live in other, other locations? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I made the whole business mobile and I just put every packed everything away in storage. I packed one suitcase and then I, I left for two years. I, I watched that video on your YouTube channel. I think it's still pinned as the top video. And you're like, check out this one suitcase. It's the least I've ever packed. And I'm going for the longest I've ever gone. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah or exactly. Something like that. <laughs> exactly. I've become very minimalistic. <laughs> Which is enviable to to some to, to a lot of people and definitely to me. I mean, I I think I pack light, but I saw that suitcase you had. I was like, wow, she's she's killing me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it got bigger. It did get bigger. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. I'm sure it did, especially you get a backpack or whatever the backpackers do across the world these days. And well, maybe not these days with COVID, but you know what I mean? Um, so, so you then, not only are you selling these leggings and it's going okay, um, it's still a, a niche startup thing, um, but then you decide to just go start traveling around. Like, how and you said an income source like what was the intention on the income source there and and what was your plan kind of once you packed that bag and got on that first flight well um okay so a few things here i i really wanted to write a book and i wanted to get off the hamster wheel of like western society and i wanted to be able to just kind of like write it in peace without this pressure to make like a large income because let's be honest living in California, you have to make a certain amount of money just to survive. And just to survive here, you could live well, very well in other countries, you know? So I, I wanted to take a little break from all this craziness here. So I, I was planning on going straight to Bali, but then what happened was I got this uh, speaking gig in Poland. It's like a, a travel blogger convention and I wasn't specifically a travel blogger at that time, but I had taken trips here and there and, you know, took pictures and, and whatever. And so I went there and, um, I, I spoke there about being an influencer. And then after that, I went to the Greek islands for six weeks and just hopped around. And then I went to Bali and I was in Bali for 10 months and Thailand for two months. Wow. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, it was, it was so great. I'm so envious. I did, I uh, proposed in Thailand, but I was in, we were in Thailand for like 10 days and I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to call it in and I'm never, I'm going to sell everything and send me the money. I'm staying in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously that hasn't happened yet, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> one can daydream, right? Um, exactly. Gosh, exactly. So then did you actually get the book written? Yeah. So it was so great. Like being in Bali, I would go and I would do an hour and a half of intense yoga in the morning. Then I'd go like get my smoothie bowl and sit at a cafe and just write. And so I did finish most of it while I was in Indonesia and I, I wasn't ready to go home after Thailand and, and Indonesia. So I, w I was like, you know, I've always wanted to live in Europe and I have an Italian passport because my dad's from Italy. So I was like, I'm going to go live in Berlin because it's an inexpensive city and it's awesome. It's like an awesome city. Yeah, it is. I've, I've been there probably the most of any other European capital and I love it there. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in the center of Europe, so it's easy to travel everywhere and it's super open-minded and has a lot of startups and, and whatnot. So I went there and, um, I finished the book and, um, and yeah, I traveled around and it was, it was, it was a blast. <laughs> right on. Um, so in, where, like, all of the, the so you, you've got the travel blogger, you've got the confused girl brand, you know, what are you working on today that's got your attention? Well, so the book is not out yet. So I, you know, obviously I came home because of COVID, COVID hit, and I was scared I wouldn't be able to come back and I wanted to be with my parents and they wanted me back. So I, I came home and um, I'm like, okay, now it's time to concentrate on getting this published. And so, and I didn't want to go self-publishing right away. I wanted to really see if I could get this with like a big publisher. So I, I, I have an agent now. This is the cool, this is the coolest part. You know, I, before it's always me hustling, trying to go after, you know, things. And right. it was so cool because I had two agents, like top, top agents, literary agents that wanted to sign me with my book. Wow. That's really cool. And I was like, oh my God, this is the first time this has happened. But it was a dilemma because it's like, who do I go with? I'm like, what? You know, it's almost like you're like, I, I don't want to let this one go. And I don't want to let that one go. And it yeah. was a dilemma. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, as an agent of real estate, I know that dilemma well. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but so you you got that attention and I imagine right now you are in the process of either getting it published or figuring, figuring out who to go with and, and kind of what the path forward of this labor of love that you've created over the last year is um, where, where are you in the process by the way? Yeah. So so now, um, I, I have the agent and we, you know, she is going to submit it to, uh, publishing houses and everything. So that's all like a process to do all of that. So while that's happening, I'm also starting to think about a course, um, I want to create for my audience that aligns with the book. And can you give us a little bit of a teaser on kind of what the book's about and what, what you wrote about so that when it does come out, we can, we can know what we're looking at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's called seven things every confused girl should do, but it really applies to men as well. <laughs> I feel like men are even more confused than women right now. That's probably um, correct. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, yeah. And it's just, it, it takes you through honestly, like just seven very simple things, but they are, they're like, well, they're, it's from my personal experience and how I got myself out of depression and also out of kind of this egoic mindset to really be able to create a successful business, to travel the world on my own and to persevere and, you know, just to give you a little, like some, just a couple of the, the things that I've, I've done, you know, I was one of the first female influencers to work with Audi in Germany. I did a big road trip around Europe. Um, I was just featured in Forbes and 
the London Daily Post and Influensive and a bunch of other articles. And um, I mean, I've had, I had just a big collaboration with the Ritz Carlton. And so it's, I've got to, and I've worked with some of the biggest brands around the world and um, I've sold my products to women all over the world. And it's just been an amazing ride. It hasn't always been easy, but it has been an amazing ride. And it's honestly, I was able to do it because I set myself up with a good foundation about a few years back. I shifted my perspective of life and how I want to think and be. And is that that shift in perspective is sort of what you were outlined in the Forbes article about the accepting of confusion and stop comparing yourself to others, those sorts of shifts, or was it something else? I mean, that's, I mean, there's more, there's more obviously to it, but those are two huge ones, you know, because most people don't want to accept where they're at in life. Like, and that's one thing I noticed about just being confused and you're always going to be confused about something like, you know, you have a kid and you're like, oh my God, what do I do with this kid? You get married. You're like, okay, well, how do I be a married person? You, you know, you're, you're, you're brokenhearted and you're single again. You're like, oh my God, how do I be single again? Like there's always going to be uh, through your different stages of life. Life is always changing. Like nothing is ever permanent. So there's always going to be a bit of confusion in, into the new stage. And so just accepting that instead of rejecting it or acting like it, you're, something's not right because you're, you're a little confused. You don't know what's going on. You're a little scared, like rejecting that causes more pain and destruction than just saying, okay, this is what it is, but I'm going to do my best, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fantastic. I really, really, um, resonate with everything that you've said. It's frankly, I've, I've started a meditation practice myself. Um, uh, and, I do a little bit of yoga, probably not as much as you, but, um, <laughs> but I do appreciate that shift in mindset. It's something that I, I write about a lot in my biweekly newsletters and talk about in the show. Um, if you could try and give our audience just one big takeaway, if they're sort of sitting here nodding along and saying, yeah, I, I resonate with what Juvana is telling me right now. What, what's one thing that you would want to leave someone with in, in preparation of reading the rest of your story in your book? I would just, I mean, basically kind of just what I said, but you know, the only thing that's permanent about life is just the impermanence of it. And it's always shifting and changing. And, you know, the whole point is to become, it's, it's, it's not that the waves don't exist. It's just learning how to ride them better because <laughs> there's always going to be those waves. So it's all about growing and learning. And so maybe to look at, this is how I kind of express it in my book as well. Instead of looking at the confusion and the unknown as, oh my God, this is horrible and freaking out. Look at it as a virtue. You're about to grow. You're about to learn something new. You're about to discover something new about yourself or life or the world. And so actually, if you can shift your perspective, you can get excited about the confusion. Instead of dread it, you can actually go, okay, here we go. Let's go life, you know? So yeah, that's what I would say. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because that was a huge mantra that I had um, when I was training 
in rowing was simply like the butterflies never go away. You never get, you're never not nervous for a race because you care. And all I, all I ever focused on and my teammates and my wife, when she was competing, all focused on was, was just trying to manage that better and to, to understand what it means and what it doesn't mean and, and to do what you've been training to do anyways. And it's, I think it's very much in alignment with what you just said is like, life is never going to be perfect and flat and, and wonderful. Um, there's always going to be challenges and waves to your point. And all you have to do is learn how to handle them or ride them using continuing your surfing analogy. So I love that. Um, Giovanna, this has been awesome. I really appreciate your time. I want to wrap up and respect the rest of your afternoon uh, and get to our focus five, which is the same five questions I ask every guest on every show. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, let's go. Ooh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What book have you gifted most often? Oh, um, Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth, Finding Your Life's Purpose. I love that one. I just gave it to my cousin. If you could get an hour of somebody's time, past or present, live or dead, and ask as many questions as you wanted, who would that person be and why? Oh, God, that's so hard. My grandmother. Yeah. I feel like she passed away before I I was born. It's so funny because her life kind of parallels mine in a lot of ways unintentionally. And I would just like to have a chat with her. It's interesting. Grandparents and parents are like the most common answer to that question, just so you know. Really? So that's a good one. Yeah. I, thought, I thought people were going to say like President Lincoln or something like that. You do get a lot of those, but like the consistency of parents and grandparents, especially those who have passed away that people didn't get time with or as much time with is, is the consistent answer to that one. So just thought I'd throw that out there. Interesting. What is one thing that you believe most people would disagree with you on? Oh, I feel like everyone agrees with me. (laughs) Probably something at least about uh, yoga crystals, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, oh my God. I can't, what would people most disagree with me on? Hmm. Oh my God. Can we come back to that one? I don't know. I'm going to need some time. I mean, I mean, I'm going to need some time with that one. I think you, you've not got a controversial bone in your body. It sounds like, uh, I feel like I am pretty like measured. You know what I mean? Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. How do you like to start your day? <laughs> um, morning routine, always have an espresso in the morning. So before I do anything, I grab an espresso. And then I'm very, I'm very quiet in the mornings. Like I have to, it takes me a while to wake up. So uh, I haven't been so great about this, but usually I do take like 10 minutes and just kind of close my eyes. I have my coffee and meditate just like take a moment to like be with myself. And, and then I kind of start getting into my emails and then I have my 945 workout class. And if I don't have the class, I'll go on a run. So that's pretty much my morning. Come back, have a little, yeah. So unless you figured out what your controversial thing is, what is the best place online that we can connect with you? Oh, um, the best. Okay. So Instagram at confused girl, LA, you can connect with me there. And then from there, you can go to my website and all the things, but I would say Insta. 
Instagram and we'll link up to that down in the show notes. Uh, so it's easy to find. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, from there you can go check out, or you probably hear about when the book actually launches, but go check out, um, everything on it's confusedgirl.com, right? It's your website. Yeah. And then you've got the leggings and all, all the, uh, blog articles, the Forbes articles up there, which we'll link to of course, and, uh, everything else that you can learn about that brand and what you've got going on there. So, Okay. One. Okay. And just one last, okay. Maybe something that people would be think, okay, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I do believe that angels speak to you through your dreams. So I do believe that you can get intuitive things through your dreams and that happens to me. So maybe, maybe some people wouldn't agree with that. (laughs) That's actually a good one. I like that one. I've, I've had a couple I wonder if that's linked to the, uh, the meditation and just kind of being in touch with yourself to let, to be open to listening. Cause I've had a few dreams where I've, I've woken up and like had an idea all of a sudden. So yeah. maybe there's a connection there. Yeah. I've had dreams warning me about people. Oh, hopefully not yeah. about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Giovanna, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we'll li- a link up to everything down in the show notes so it's easy to find if people want to connect with you. And uh, really appreciate your time and uh, a good luck with the book launch whenever that comes out and uh, have a good rest of your week. Thank you. Same to you, my friend. That is all for today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to connect with Giovanna, head over to Instagram and type in Confused Girl LA, uh, and you'll find her as well as you can go to confusedgirl.com and check out her yoga stuff, her blogs, all the and everything in between. And if you got some value out of today, please head over to iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. Give it a thumbs up, five star rating and a written review because it really helps me grow. Get the show out in front of a few more people and get some critical feedback on how to keep improving. So without any further ado, uh, this is Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play. And remember to make every chapter better than the last.